everyone and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try and take some science, squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully making it less confusing than it was at the beginning. Join us today where we unravel the mysteries of the Sandman's Playground with a dash of humour, hopefully. Today we are heading into the visionary world of sleep, so grab your favourite bedtime snack, cosy up in your pyjamas, and let's embark on a nocturnal adventure. If you want more of our voices, faces, influence, you can find us on a few socials uh, at InfoEntropyPod, and it should take you right there. I'm Tom Jenks, joined as usual by Mitchell Gatting. How are you, mate? Oh, mate, I'm doing very well. That was a very good intro, wasn't it? Oh, sometimes I try. Yeah, I forgot, like, the whole um, Sandman. Everyone who hasn't seen that show, go watch it. Good. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Would recommend. Really, really would recommend. Yeah. Was, had no idea what it was. Hadn't read the comics or anything going into it. And then watched it and was like, oh, this is actually really phenomenal. Yeah. It, absolutely stunning. Absolutely. Uh, is it Neil Gaiman, is it? Yeah. Gaiman? Yeah. Gaiman? Can't die. Unsure. Unsure. Personally. Yep. Pronunciation but, uh, is not my forte today. No, it's been a bit rocky for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I, try, I try to use a really fancy word during like I was writing something. I mean, it was like con. When you get like, if you're going to do something, you want something back. Consment, complimentary, complimentary. No, but more like to do with monetary. Um, no, I'm I'm lost here. I'm afraid. Uh, consumatory. Okay, uh, I guess that I makes sense. That. Consumerism. Yeah. yeah, it's essentially like if I'm gonna do X, I need to be benefited X, uh, and. Someone then like spoke it out because it was like a, feed- <laughs> like a feedback thing. I was like, yeah, that, that didn't really sound right the way that I used it, but it is what it is, and <laughs> we're learning. It's all learning experiences. That's uh, what we're here for. What we're here for, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and what we're here for today is a good bit of sleep. Yeah, um, I thought you were gonna like, try and do like a pun about like, oh, try and try and stay awake through this. Ha ha ha. Um, uh, you know, who am I to tell someone to stay awake? <laughs> you know, it's a simple. If I really like something, <laughs> right, I listen slash watch that thing as I'm going to bed. Ah, uh, yeah, so I hate you, Tom. If you're one you know of those people, I absolutely hate and you listen you to this that. as you're dozing off. It's so um, insulting. It's not. <laughs> for that thing because then I'm like oh have you watched this and you're like uh kind of like I semi watched it but I was falling asleep I'm like okay, you didn't watch it at all then I did <laughs> and then I go back to where I previously fell asleep that's a bit annoying uh, I do, do you know who does that people... my granddad my granddad does that Tom well you it's because your granddad's an absolute legend <laughs> he is <laughs> you well, the same behaviors as that man Oh dear. I I have had feedback from one of our listeners who uh they put like their Spotify podcast section on when they go to sleep. Mm. Uh and it put on random, which I find chaotic. Yeah, that's just neutral that's, that's chaotic. Awful. Um But they said that they found themselves going to sleep to our voices before, which I was like yeah. 
feel a bit weird about that, but is what it is. <laughs> no, let the sound of our voices soothe you to sleep, if that's the what you need. dulcet um, tones of our voices. And the great thing is about Spotify, is you can put just a sleep timer on for yeah, half an hour, and then you never get too far exists. into the episode. Great functionality there, Spotify. Yeah. Even though, you know, you're kind of monopolizing the whole music space. I don't... It, you're providing things that are useful. Yeah. Can't hate on the players. Hate the game. Yeah. Uh, Amazon sent me an email today like, hey, don't forget, you've got Amazon Music with your Prime. I was like, delete. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't care about Amazon Music. I'm sorry. It's... Uh... <laughs> okay, so it used, to be, it used to be really good in the fact that you could upload music say that you had you bought like a p like a a cd yeah virtually and it gave you the mp3 you used to be able to upload that to google music it used to be called google music before amazon amazon music wherever it is um did the same thing as spotify but let you upload it as well and so you could stream it elsewhere like oh, your cool. album yeah it was really good and then obviously i think they ran into people like pirating or doing some rubbish with it yeah so they had to remove that functionality and i was like well yeah even if no, it's only for you i'm out yeah even if it's only i for you. had um you used to be able to do that on spotify and i uploaded a couple of songs and i think they removed that functionality yeah as well but uh alas today's episode is not music it is no. sleep but before we get into that, I've got some news, and oh, yeah. uh, Poop is the hero of the day. Specifically, Rude. ancient fossilized poop, um, and that is otherwise known as something beginning with C that I can't find on my page right now, <laughs> which is wild, because I was looking at it just a second ago. Coprolites. Coprolites. Maybe. Um So, it had to go downhill somewhere. I mean... <laughs> so, scientists have managed to reconstruct the mitochondrial genome of the extinct woolly rhinoceros. <gasps> Specifically, though, from the DNA extracted from the fossilised faeces of the cave hyena um, that had obviously dined upon the rhinoceros. Now, it's the first genome that has been recovered for woolly rhinos in Europe. Previously, all the genomic data on the species had come from Siberian animals, and we're probably not going to get there anytime soon, scientifically. Um, so, hopefully... Why is that? Yeah. Because they're being assholes, mate. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's yeah, well, one of the... You know, to make sure. To make sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're not doing very well at it, but they were trying. <laughs> Nice. Um, <laughs> so hopefully being able to recover DNA uh, from poop one will give us regional differences and clues about herds of rhinos um, in more more central Europe but it also suggests that faeces, coprolites uh, fossilised faeces that is are actually a really valuable resource so the fact that we can take genes from these coprolites of another species, so a predator, means that we don't actually need to find the fossils of the animals we're searching for directly. And it opens up a vast amount of resources that we can now use. So if you think about the amount of animals that there were and the amount that then turned into fossils, it's a very, very small percentage. Um, 
poop. There was a lot of poop in the ancient world. Yeah. So, was. you know, just proportionally, you got to, you know, if an animal was constipated one day, had a particularly hard poop, possibly it's fossilized. And predators poop, but they only poop when they eat something. So the chances are that that poop contains some DNA of the thing that they ate fairly quite high as long as it fossilized and is still recoverable that that is the other issue because um, dna I said poop way too many times in that sentence honestly i was trying to see how many i could fit in yeah yeah speaking about like uh ancient things two there's two two new animal shows yes is it planet earth three planet earth three is out yeah yeah the bbc Talking yeah. about it, we got the the we, Chris and I accidentally watched the second episode first, so we got the, like oh, into okay. the deep, the deep. Well, it's, our new TV came. We got a new TV because our old one died. Oh, nine nice. years, nearly it nearly hit a decade, but nine years. Uh, so we were like, we'll put something visually fancy on. So we put that on, blown away. Uh, also fantastic. So there's that one, but there's also one on Netflix that's got Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's called Life on Our Planet. Yeah, but it's, it's really quite interesting because they've gone the whole dinosaur route. Yes. Um, which, love, here for. Uh, but there's like sometimes that it's like, re- the C- CGI is mostly good, but there are times that it's not. But they've got some really, really interesting because they go, they go from like, this exists now, where did this come from? Oh, that's cool. I haven't, I haven't got around to watching it yet. Maybe that'll be my next sleep fest. Um, I don't know if you've watched. So what's interesting about this is like, at least it's real. They're using CGI to go back to stuff that we know existed. And the last time I watched shows like this, it was when I was, you know, Steve Backshall was doing like um, dinosaur programs and things like that. And we were just kind of discovering that maybe they had feathers. Um, so it'll yeah. be interesting to go back and see an updated uh, knowledge of that. But there's yeah, a series on Netflix called Alien Worlds. I can't, I can't go more with that. And it's and just too imagining what me. could be out there yeah, using that, the same kind too, of CGI and, and, and logic. It's wild. Yeah. It is a, if you want to like smoke something and watch that, you're going to have a great, great <laughs> time. But it is crazy. Yeah. The... Well, he's, so, so, so far... Morgan Freeman's covered The Great Dying. A big fan. Oh, big fan. yes. We, we love The Great Dying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> every time I'm like, you know, it killed 99.8% of all life on Earth was 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 destroyed during The Great Dying. Yeah. Um, and everyone's just like, why are you talking to me in my, in my home? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, honey, he got in again. We're <laughs> having some random person's home. You just did like, that with a flip chart. So, first we had the, the big freeze, and then they had the great dying. Um, yeah, which is all, all good. They they covered that and the big the, the big freeze, the great freeze. That was that was covered. Um, okay. Oh, maybe, maybe I will check this out then. Yeah, it's worth worth a watch. All right. Change. Oh, I'll do watch. it. Cool. Well, that's the that's the news. Um, yeah. Poop and go watch the new new TV shows best best new tv shows uh, and if you prefer it without judgment when you're sleeping or trying to sleep <laughs> but uh let us know what you think i'll be there at info entry pod judging yeah 
let us know let us know what you do uh cool so sleep then sleep is sleep is sleep uh i don't have any facts oh i do I, actually I, I do have... i have one but That's you good. you go first uh so some fun facts my uh, i'll actually start a fun fact uh because there are some also some weird to think about but like you know the longest someone has gone without sleep uh well this is part for contention right 11 days yeah. and 25 minutes is what is on the on the number on the count but yeah uh at one point the record was held by robert mcdonald at 18 days and 21 hours yes but the Guinness World Record ceased attempting new attempts since then because it was so dangerous. Yeah, so technically he holds the record. Yeah, he does. Um, but... Well, I guess he was the last person to officially attempt it. Right. Yeah. People have probably done it since and claimed uh, differences. But died. it won't died. go down. They, they've died. Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. So later on, I've, um, I've got a whole section on sleep deprivation. But there's an interesting thing that happened with uh, his attempt. And some of the people that did the early attempts, they've stated that, like, the recovery was actually surprisingly quick. They just, like, slept for, like, 10 hours and 10 hours and 10 hours. Not at a time, but, like, after being up for a day. Yeah. Uh, but then later in life, they've, like, said they suffer from insomnia. Okay. There's a weird like kickback from experimenting with yeah being wait for so long. It's actually caused issues. That's wild. Okay, it yeah. kind of makes sense. It's almost, I guess, if you think of like a high trauma injury, uh, it can often cause, you know, parts of your body not to work properly. I wonder yeah. if like staying up awake for so long does a similar thing for parts of your brain responsible for sleep yeah maybe yeah it'd be interesting to look at now, that was also one. my fact so I, oh, I'm God, done I, I know I have no facts anymore <laughs> apologies <laughs> my, um, my next one was going to be the because we recently had uh, daylight saving time did we go into it oh gross yeah did we remove from it because uh, it's the winter and, and we're in we, we gained an hour, so spring we, forward, fall backwards. So the clocks went back because we gained yes. an hour. Um, but daylight savings time is actually a killer. It is, yeah. <laughs> so when the clocks swing forwards, we lose an hour of sleep, and the number of fatal heart attacks rise because of that fact during that pit, that that day. Yes. And what's weird is it's not just some weird coincidence because when it goes back the other way, like last weekend, it actually lowers. Like the yeah. amount of people that die it's mad, de isn't it? De decreases. And um, the suicide rate follows the same the same trend as well. It yeah. increases in the spring well, when we lose an hour of sleep and it decreases uh, the day after in, uh, in, uh, in autumn. Just for that day, but then seasonal effect disorder comes into play and that completely excuses it does it, do, it does yeah but look, the, the the day directly after the day on which the clocks have changed mm -hmm. um i remember we, we spoke about 
the hour time change in our time episode, and I, I got a I got a message from from Adam, who's a, who's a listener, who was saying we we had we had speculated that it came from farmers yeah. wanting to work in the light, and he said it originated in World War One as a way to save energy during cold short shortages shortages, and it stuck. That was another reason uh, that that it kept. Uh, BST was introduced, obviously during the war. Um, everyone's hours were shifted, uh, so that all, most of the lights were turned off during the, the air raids and things like that. Um, so, alternative explanation was, was yeah. offered up, um, which I thought was very interesting. I hadn't heard of that one. Yeah. So it. So I was doing like a quick blitz reading. The idea that's a good pun, mate. Well done. Came, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> for in Paris, someone had the idea of like, why don't we move the clocks closer to when the sun rises? Makes yeah. sense. But then you see, yeah, Winston Churchill was then a supporter of this. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, as the First World War, Kaiser William Joan recognised that uh, yeah, using Willett's DST would bring more sunlight to the evenings. Precious fuel efforts, thus taking the British idea in 1916. There you go. Germany was the first one to adopt DST. That Once is interesting. Did, Britain and Europe countries on both sides of the war also quickly adopted it as well. Then the United States following two years later, the 31st of March. Well, you can't After fight a war if you're war. an hour behind, can you? Yeah. Well, yeah. They, well, that's the thing. They they <laughs> they they changed it after they joined the war. Yeah. That's cool. Interesting yeah. stuff. There's a not not a, a fact, but there's a sleep deprivation test you can do. That you can quickly do. Do you know this? We've done this. I can do it right now. Uh, or do I just maybe play Call of Duty for ten hours. You do what? Go to sleep for ten hours. <laughs> Just play Call of Duty for 10 hours and just forget <laughs> I need to go to sleep. No, not that. We're past the days of that, Dom. Uh, he says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, if you lie on the bed, face down, or yeah. on your back, depending on how you sleep, holding a fork or spoon or knife uh, over the edge, maybe not a knife, let's say a fork or spoon, over the edge of your bed, <laughs> in your hand, yeah. and then put a metal baking tray under said utensil, uh, and you time how long it takes you to drop utensil uh, and waking you back up with the loud clattering noise. Oh, and depending right. on the time, depends, like, it tells you how sleep-deprived you are. Okay. Because if it happens really quickly, your body's like, yeah, get me to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wonder if there's a... If I can find the actual, like... What the numbers mean? Because if it's like post five minutes, like yeah, um, I think it's like fifteen minutes. Is is it means that you're not sleep deprived? Fifteen. Yeah, like the spoon. It's called the spoon test. Um, <laughs> essentially, yeah. Observations: If you have fallen asleep within five minutes, that you are most likely severely sleep deprived. If it took you ten minutes to fall asleep, you need more sleep. Than you're getting. However, if you were awake for 15 minutes or more before falling asleep, you're probably getting ad- adequate amount of sleep. What happens the other night then, when I couldn't sleep for six hours? Uh, 
judging by this very limited test, it seems like you don't need to sleep in. Okay, that sounds good. I am well rested. <laughs> well, I did the spoon test. I lasted six, six hours. Six, what more six do you hours want? later, I feel uh, so awake right now. <laughs> uh, it's probably because my blood is half monster. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, yeah. that is it. I think. Yeah, especially with these winter months. So we we've and now using the proper alarm on our the the sad clock. I say the sad. Yeah. It's the 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 daylight proper daylight trying to. Yeah. Like being a sun clock because with the darkness that now exists perpetually outside in the mornings it is difficult to get in our bed oh it's pretty sad isn't it yeah especially the cold as well i think we're gonna have to put the heating on cold soon. getting we started out of bed. we we have already got the heating on oh um you cave yeah. so early in the year <laughs> Mate, we're like many hundreds of miles north of you. It's it's currently six degrees outside. Six degrees. Yeah. Uh, it's not that cold in Plymouth, but we we've got uh Storm Kieran and then yes. Storm yeah. uh I don't know what they called it. There's another one. There there is the the, the yeah, there is. D it's D. got to be given to D, it got, D got to, and it? a woman's name. Um, yeah, I'm unsure, but yeah, we're getting battered by by that a bit as well. Um, we're just getting the, the 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 sea right now is just pretty rough. Like you can't really go onto the beach. The amount of sand that's been taken away from our beaches, <laughs> it's insane. Someone's stolen stolen it. I think yeah. we're it's over like the biggest now, but then calm. Saturday is the next. I was looking at the um the heat map of like the forecast. Oh yeah, and like Kieran goes away, and then suddenly there's one that's like three times the size as Kieran <laughs> comes rumbling through. Yeah, pretty scary. Yeah, pretty scary. we are like it's gonna start Saturday like midnight, no, Friday midnight, and then just keep going and going and going and going, and it's gonna be, gonna be fun. All right. Well, I hope it's fine by Monday. Why? Otherwise, it's gonna be a bumpy flight. Flat night. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Um, sleep then. Yeah. What is it? Just close your eyes. It's just closing your eyes, isn't it? See, I wondered that, and I did some research, and I was I was like, hey, what is sleep? Is it the same as being unconscious slash closing your eyes? What is the difference there? Um. So well, you you are unconscious when you're asleep, aren't you? Yes, but in a very different way, it turns out. Yeah, the way that's not um, if you're give unconscious you like from head trauma, <laughs> permanent damage. <laughs> yes, you, your brain's not functioning the correct way, and that's what's caused you to be asleep, rather <laughs> than sleep, the intentional. So I have a definition, and then some defining characteristics. Oh. Um, so sleep is a complex and dynamic state of consciousness that involves a set of distinct physiological and neurological processes. So these things need to be happening for it to be considered sleep. Sleep is a state of reduced mental and physical activity in which consciousness is altered and sensory activity is inhibited to a certain extent. During sleep, there's a decrease in muscle activity and interactions with the surrounding environment. While sleep differs from wakefulness in terms of the ability to react to stimuli, it involves active brain patterns, making it more reactive than a coma or disorders of consciousness. 
So defining characteristics, it has a cyclical nature. Um, I'm sure we'll go through the sleep cycle uh, in this episode, but uh, you'll, you, def- you go through alternating stages of sleep patterns, uh, but I won't divulge more because um, we'll, 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 we'll cycle back around to it. Oh, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Brain activity. Sleep is associated with distinct changes in brain activity. During certain stages of the sleep, uh, of your sleep cycle, brain exhibits slow wave activity or is characterized by rapid and desynchronized brain waves, almost as if you were awake. Dreaming is also associated with sleep in certain or a particular cycle of um, sleep. Sleep plays a crucial role in various physiological functions, including memory consolidation, consolidation, uh, energy conservation, and repair and maintenance of the body. These are not functions that are typically achieved by simply being unconscious. In fact, people's memories tend to be distinctly worse if they are knocked out than if they're simply sleeping. Now, there are physiological changes as well. So uh, heart rate mostly lowers for some people. Your body temperature should lower. In fact, if you want to try and get to sleep quicker, one of the things you can do is sleep in a cooler room because your body needs to cool down before you can actually get to sleep. If you're too hot... hot shower. Or have a hot shower. What? Oh, because your internal will compensate... Yes. Uh, your body secretes lots of hormones. Yeah. Uh, these will change to regulate various bodily processes. Um, and yeah, so th- uh, this thing is called sleep architecture as well, which is measured, uh, especially when you go through different cycles or if you're in a study or something. But importantly, sleep is not simply a state of being unconscious, which would be detrimental to your well being, uh, it's actually vital for your well-being mm. uh, a very important part of living i suppose yeah i used to have a well i've got a smartwatch uh that's like a health it's not like a uh what's it called garmin yeah i've got garmin also you had a fitbit before then they used to track my sleep okay and i then realized after using it for a few weeks that i was getting stressed about not sleeping well because it was tracking it and that in turn was affecting my sleep <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. it's really yeah. the numbers and being like oh i said i had a really bad sleep last night oh god, i better have a better good sleep this night and then it would just affect it in turn mm, that's a positive feedback loop there yeah that you don't negative. want to be in no not at all well you just nicked a whole one of my sections mate with that just it's fine it's oh, fine sorry, mate. what it about what about Ah, oh, just the importance. You know, you mentioned some of the importance to do with the uh, memory learning connection. Uh, uh, strong research now suggests It was just that an offhanded a... mention. Uh, that leads right into what more you can tell us about it. Yeah, so to do with the whole, like, the memory, good learning, what I remember being taught very briefly back when we were at school and the, the, the research wasn't really there at the time was I got taught that when you're sleeping, it's like re- purging your system. It's like removing the waste products from the brain. You're essentially giving yourself time for the brain to clean itself, if you, if you will, in a weird okay, way. Okay, yeah. Um, which it does. It, like, it... It sort of removes... This is including beta amyloids 
which have been implicated in the development of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, so it's removing sort of clearing that stuff from your brain uh, to help you, you know, A, not get Alzheimer's, which people don't want, and B, also helping with like the neural connections for learning and memory strengthening. Like I think I especially a lot because I'm quite a visual rememberer. I'll ha I have lots of dreams that are just like straight up memory dreams of like places and okay. events and things. So there was a time I just went through that I didn't really have an original dream. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, do you remember that time you went on holiday to Corfu or to Italy? Yeah, you, we're just going to do a play-by-play -play of <laughs> everything that happened during one of those days. And that's going to be that's it. That's good, though. If it was a good day. I've never <laughs> had a dream like that. My dreams uh, have always, always oh, yeah, just don't, been don't some like, cracked up bullshit you know what? I fantasy that i hate talking to you about your dreams <laughs> absolutely wow, it's such a strong word in this context insane oh my lord insane dreams that you're yeah. just like yeah so yeah um <laughs> that was a very right, strong I'll word leave it there. i'll take that i'll, I'll take the hint i suppose Oh, I think it's a, it's a jealousy thing. I think, I think it's the, the, the deep root hatred comes from jealousy. I mean, um, I certainly had a phase where I would just have the most lucid, wacky dream. And I'd just be like, oh, Mitch, guess what I dreamed about last? So you probably have heard about every single one of my dreams. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. Uh, I get it. Oh, dear. Uh, you mentioned as well hormones being released. So during non-REM sleep, particularly the, the slow wave or the deep sleep stages... Uh, the body will release growth hormones, which will then stimulate cellular, gro cellular growth and repair. Contributes to physical development in children and adolescents. It's why uh, teenagers do need more sleep because they have more growth hormones and need more uh, going through, like if they're going through, especially like a, a growth spurt, they need more time to repair and to stimulate their cellular growth. I mean, they may need it. But then they're not getting it, are they? Okay. Well, I certainly that, wasn't as a teenager. Okay, okay. We um, are anomalies in here. this system, Tom. <laughs> like, are we? Uh, yeah. Well, I say the gamers are anomalies. To be honest, they are, okay. Are we, we classing eighteen and nineteen-year-olds as teenagers? No, not at all. Okay. Like no one sees a nineteen-year-old and goes, "Oh, look at that teenager." Honestly, mate. Uh, since I started uh, teaching and I've got my first years coming in and they're like 18 years old I'm like no way I would I look that young when I started uni 100% um, yeah so they look like teenagers old man shakes fist at clowns <laughs> back in my day <laughs> yeah oh dear. Uh, additionally for the, the sort of what it does for your body is the it strengthens your immune system during deep sleep, enhancing your ability to defend its infections and diseases. Yeah. Um, releases prolactin during deep sleep, which also plays a role in modulating the immune system. You need it. You need to sleep. You do. It's important. It's an important part of your day. Yeah. Do you enjoy going to sleep? Uh, that is a very odd question Interest, it's, it, you know, it is but it isn't it's, it seems it's like a very simple question uh, no it's a very complex question wrapped in a a simple wrapper isn't it do you yeah. enjoy going to sleep 
Um, I do enjoy sleeping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> someone else in my bed at the moment has suddenly weirdly got a habit of waking me up in the dead of night uh, in a way that isn't nefarious and it absolutely terrifying the fuck out of me. Okay. Do you know I told you the situation? Grace no, was no. just drinking water. <laughs> Right, so, and that scares you, does it? No, I was... Right, imagine this. You, were, I'm sleeping on my, my left arm, like my left side. Yeah. And I'm facing the door. Uh, 100% asleep. Uh, I, like, groggily sort of, like, come to because something's moving in front of me. And I've just got this figure with, like, hair everywhere over its face, like, leaning over me, looking down at me. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> I right. can imagine. Yeah. What what's just happened is Grace has got up en route to the toilet and just had some drink of my, a drink of the water that was on the bedside table, my side. And it yeah. looked like she was leaning over me, but actually she was just drinking. Uh the it's one of the only times she's ever made me like actually scream <laughs> in, uh being frightened. And it's I managed to keep it like the ooh it's like manly scream. I managed to yes. do it. Yes. pure ghostly. Yeah, uh, the second time was like, I think it was like yesterday or the day before. I think she was reaching okay. over to like get a drink again. And I was so out of it that just someone was grabbing me. <laughs> I just come around and somebody was grabbing me from behind. And I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. Someone's attacking me. Yeah. I've been kidnapped. I've been kidnapped. Yeah. The third That's one, absolutely hilarious. Not really surprised. Uh, I was at uni, obviously got drunk and slept. Uh, in a particular way and woken up and this hand was just like coming over the top of my head right. like it was trying to grab me and pull me back uh i'd fallen asleep in a way that i was laying on my arm and the arm had gone dead <laughs> <laughs> so i'd woken up with a dead arm so i couldn't oh. feel that it was my own hand oh christ that oh, was sorry. like <laughs> I, I I learned about this recently, and if anyone out there is listening, like I very fairly often will sleep on my arm and wake up in the middle of the night and have to, you know, it's numb, and have to like get the blood back into it again and then go back to sleep. Apparently, neurotypical people don't do this. Uh, what, what do you mean you sleep on your like I bend so, like, mine? I will wake up yeah. with a completely numb arm. I think fairly yeah. often. And the last time it happened, in. both of them were numb. Oh, that's not and good. And I just had to like, just, oh, I, I just, imagine just, you like if there's I a fire like, in your like oh, your house and you just come doing the, you just run oh. out the front door doing the squid because you can't move your hands. <laughs> Literally, I stood in the middle of the room and I couldn't move <laughs> just, either arm. It's just like a comedy <laughs> show. There are fire and you're just trying to grab the doorknob, but I you can't get your hands get out. I'd have to use my feet. Oh, I, I, was just, I was just like twirling my arms around to try and get blood back into them but they were just floppy as anything um, um, so yeah I, I've heard of like the, the T-Rex arms which is where you, you, you pull your wrist so, down and in. Do you know we were talking about the uh, Morgan Freeman's new thing yeah they've got a T-Rex in it and they've got the right arms oh and I was like gave a small applause when I saw it I was like they've done the arms right they've got the, so it looks like they're clapping would you like to map. explain that to people who have no oh, idea yeah, what you're about? <laughs> so, T-Rex, also, in T-Rex news, they did the, what a T-Rex actually sounds like. 
oh, doesn't sound cool. like Godzilla. It sounds like a thing of the deep and much more terrifying. Um, so the thing with uh, incorrect about T Rex's hands is I don't know if it's due to the fossils being on their side or whatever, but in lots of popular culture, it looks like um, <laughs> hands are palm it. down, palm down, like skulking, like I don't know what, like it's like sneaking after someone in some comic strip uh but actually that's not how they would work like if you imagine like a human with our skeletal structure when we're walking we walk palms in facing yes. in um and they were very much the same like most animals uh but yeah so they've actually got that right oh nice yeah good for them very good for them all right um so many tangents so many, so many intermingling tangents I don't know what we were talking about um, um, sleep deprivation yeah go for it do you want to move on to that yes because uh, it's to do with like the importance because the point is that I, got, I went into the whole thing about sleep deprivation because it's it, it makes sense it yeah. makes detrimental and physical both physical and mental health numerous studies demonstrate that insufficient sleep is associated with risk of obesity diabetes cardiovascular disease chronic health conditions uh the effects of sleep deprivation on cognitive functions have been well documented. If you, it's like driving under the influence of uh, alcohol. If you drive while sleep de- deprivated, it's the same thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it like, has the same effect on both reaction time, uh, your awareness, um, and there's another thing as well. Just ability to see, I think it is as well. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it really does. That's why they say you shouldn't do it. Um, yeah. put it in. There was a whole uh, thing about it. Back in the day. They did a whole advertisement <laughs> campaign about it. Yeah. Um, the one time they tell you to pull in and not pull out. Wow, mate. Wow. <laughs> wow. Lowbrow. Lowbrow humans. Low. Uh, furthermore, <laughs> yeah. it can affect mood and emotional well being. So it is seen to increase stress, anxiety. Irritability, which is definitely one that's the easiest to, I think, to see if someone's you know, sleep deprived. It's very irritable. Um, can contribute to mood disorders such as depression. Um, yeah, it's just it's just like a knock on thing. And if you've ever been like truly sleep deprived, yeah, you can you can tell the you grumpy girls. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a. It's one of those things where it's like it's because well, if you if you are depressed, you then struggle with sleep because you you got you know stress and anxiety with it. It's just the whole. But then, as, as you were saying, if you're stressing about that, you get that positive feedback loop where it just gets worse and worse and worse. That's I would say that's a negative feedback loop, Tom. No, it's how the feedback feedbacks itself. So in a positive feedback loop, the thing makes the other thing bigger slash worse or better. I think, the negative I think, feedback okay. loop is so, where so I, it you're talking scientifically. Itself. I think most people, like in day to day conversation, would, would use the word negative and positive, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. Okay, well, in science speak, when <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing makes another thing larger, which then yeah, makes the first thing larger again, and causes exactly. a greater effect, it's a positive feedback loop. Look, but when when we, it's like. Uh, it's like positive and negative reinforcements. I think where both people pick the pick, pick that up from. So right. saying like positive reinforcements is when you you know it's a good thing. It makes the dog do X. Whereas negative reinforcement is you know it's a bad thing, and you yeah. don't want it to do X. 
I yes. think that's where where people then transfer it to, you know, um, negative. Cycles. It's fair. Okay. Well, uh, yes. In any case, it the anxiety will make the sleeping worse, and the sleeping worse will make the anxiety worse, and yeah, it feedbacks. Uh, I don't. That was just, that was yeah. So what I just went was in, in another section. I've done actually a whole uh, section on sleep deprivation. But one of the one of is right. Like lack of adequate sleep can be due to various factors such as work commitments, lifestyle oh, choices, yeah. <laughs> staying up and playing video games, or medical conditions. It's not a choice. <laughs> it's not a choice, mom. It's a lifestyle. Um, <laughs> I mean, you'd think it's a choice, and it mm. starts off being a choice. Oh, there's one more game with the boys. Oh, and then you realise yeah. it's 4 a.m. 4 a.m. What can you do? Yeah, you still haven't won anything. No. Uh, so physiologically, Sash. as well as the thing that I, I, I mentioned before, one of the most significant impacts is on the metabolic function. And studies have shown that sleep deprivation can lead to insulin resistance, resistance, which is a condition in which the body's cells become less responsive to insulin, resulting in elevated blood sugar levels, which then can increase the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Uh, and additionally, it's very much linked to increased risk of obesity, which I don't really get. But I think it's due to the effect that hormones that regulate appetite, such as ghrelin and leptin, get completely thrown out of whack if you aren't sleeping correctly. So your lack of sleep can lead to an increase in ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N, ghrelin, which... Yeah, not sure. So ghrelin, which it stimulates appetite and decreases in leptin, which suppresses appetite, ultimately leading to weight gain. Oh, well, yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, got some effects. What I did have a look at, I was looking at... um. Sleep paralysis. Oh, that's scary. I've never had it. Uh, I never want to. So, for those that don't know what uh, I was doing more research, I was like, sleep paralysis, sleep paralysis demon. Um, (laughs) Sleep paralysis is when you're asleep. Okay, if you've ever seen a dog or a cat that's having like a dream and it starts like running on the spot. Uh, it's because their body ha- their bodies don't paralyze them like humans. So to stop humans enacting what they're doing during you know their dreams or moving about or to to like lower the function of the body, you essentially uh, your body. Well, this is when you're in. Then you, when you're, you're going, is it going like when you're going from it's your REM? dream? It, it's in your REM stage. It's when yeah. you're dreaming. Normally, your body, like the brain signals, your body paralyzes itself. So you don't flail yeah. your arms around and injure yourself, right? Yeah, essentially, that's 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 one hundred percent. So you don't injure yourself. But there is a situation where your body is still in that paralysis, but your mind, essentially, you you, you become conscious while having that, that paralysis. Yeah. So you can't move, but you're awake. Yeah. And what the sleep paralysis demon is, it refers to a very vivid and often frightening hallucination that people will 
can experience during those episodes, obviously paralysis, uh, which can either be like a menacing figure in your room or an entity in your room, or it can feel like there's pressure on your chest. Um, but quite interesting, doing the research on this, the imagery of a demon or intruder is both historically and culturally influenced. Um, people from different parts of the world may actually vary in interpretations of what the entity or the name of the entity is. I mean, that makes sense, right? Your body tries to ascribe uh, meaning to things logically, right? When you're awake mm. or half awake, I guess. Um, so it would pull on, I guess, your current knowledge of things or your current situation, right? So in the Western, it would be demons, devils, maybe biblical things. In Eastern, it would be spirits, right? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. I did hear a story a while ago. It was quite funny. The guy who was suffering from like sleep paralysis demons uh, or during like nightmares, it always felt like it was like he couldn't breathe and there's kind of like sleep apnea, which sleep, sleep apnea, which to explain what that is, essentially is not being able to breathe properly during sleep. Yeah, so humans are automatic breathers, whether we're conscious or unconscious, deep in our brain, it controls breathing patterns and we don't need to think about it. We just breathe. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes your body forgets to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's sleep apnea. So there's, there's two types of sleep apnea. There's obstructive sleep apnea, which is more common, and it occurs when the muscles in the back of the throat fail to keep the airway open, you know, stopping you from breathing. Mm. But there's central sleep apnea, which, unlike uh, obstructive sleep apnea, the central sleep apnea is not caused by blockage of the airways. Instead, the brain fails to signal the muscles to breathe due to instability in the respiratory control center, which is much more terrifying because that's just your brain being like, ah, oxygen, mate, don't need it. It's Turn it gone. off. Oops, Turn it all sorry. off. Sorry. Yeah, bad. last one out. Get the lights. And then your yeah. brain's going to like click, 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 click. It just turned off your I mean, your it is just center. wild if you think about sleep paralysis and sleep apnea. Is it the only thing keeping you from, you know, moving and breathing? It's just your brain sending some chemicals down yeah. your central nervous system. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, but there was a guy that was suffering from sleep, sleep apnea as well as sleep paralysis. Uh, set up a camera after suffering for a while then realised his cat would come in at night and then just sit on his chest oh <laughs> and sleep on his chest and that pressure was enough to you know cause some obstruction and then the same effect as like the feeling of having like the sleep paralysis <laughs> so oh right so during his dreams he could feel the pressure yeah he could feel the pressure on his oh, chest oh no yeah, and I just thought it was something terrifying, but really it was just a cat. Uh, and then he then decided to leave his cat outside and close the door. Cat, cat Honestly, no it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, it tracks. Cats should be away in a different room. Because um, they're there, just, they move around a lot. I don't understand how people can sleep with a cat in the room. Slightly like, nocturnal as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are Naturally, being it so. around. Um, yeah. The final thing on sleep deprivation, I had a look at fake stories because there's the uh, the, the Russian sleep experiment. Have you read this? Come across no. it? 
It's essentially a tale of five test subjects that are exposed to experimental sleep inhibiting stimulants in the Soviet era, uh, scientific experiment in the Soviet era, um, which essentially is the base of an urban legend. And it's it just them like ripping their skin off or something along those lines, like a horror, a horror read. Uh, oh. Essentially, some people did a research into it. It's just a creepy pasta that was created back in 2010. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. 4chan, the source of all trolls. Fair. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to cover then was the sleep cycle, since we're speaking about sleep. <laughs> um, Should have maybe plugged that at the beginning. <laughs> I, I mentioned it at the beginning. I said we'd come back to it. So here, yeah. here we are. Here we are coming back to it. Um, so when you sleep, it isn't just a... I'm awake, now I'm asleep and I stay in the same state throughout the the entire um, night. Mm -hmm. Uh, You go through a cycle of stages and each time there are four stages within one cycle and each time each successive cycle, each stage lasts a varying amount of time. So let's uh, go through that I I suppose. Um, Stage one uh, N1, as is always referred to, or non-REM1. Uh, it's essentially when the person first falls asleep. It normally lasts one to seven minutes. Uh, the body's not fully relaxed yet, and although the body and brain activities start to slow, and there are and there are just light changes of brain activity going on at this point, it's easy to wake someone up during this stage. But if a person is not disturbed, they can quickly move. Uh, straight into the next stage. Uh, often, if people are woken up in this phase, they may not even realise they've been f- asleep at all. If you find yourself nodding off, like nodding dog, um, this is the stage uh, that you're moving in and out of. As the night unfolds um, and you get further through these cycles, this stage in the cycle gets shorter and shorter. Uh, sometimes you'll just move straight through, you'll enter this light stage and go straight to stage two. Stage two or NREM two, um, the body enters a more subdued state, including a drop in temperature, uh, relaxed muscles, and slowed breathing and heart rate. At the same time, the brain waves show a new pattern and eye movement stops completely. On the whole, brain activity slows down, but there are short bursts of activity that actually help resist being woken up by external stimuli. So in this stage, it would actually be harder to wake someone up. Um, stage two can last anywhere between 10 to 25 minutes during the first cycle and each uh, in each successive cycle becomes longer and longer during the night. Collectively throughout your entire night sleep you spend about half of the time within this stage. You then move on to stage three which is N3 or deep sleep. It's very hard to wake someone up from this stage if they are inside of it. Muscle tone, uh, pulse, breathe, uh, heart like rate, sorry, breathing rate decreases uh, again as the body relaxes even further. Uh, the brain activity in this period is an identifiable pattern, what is known as delta waves. Now, these delta waves um, are slow wave sleep. So, if you were looking at the brain waves on an EEG, um, very slow waves would, would be coming out of it. That's just where it gets its name. Now, experts believe this stage is critical in restorative sleep allowing the body to recover and grow and all the things that Mitch described earlier this is where the majority of those positive things come from 
So if you're just napping, you're doing your power nap, you're like, oh, 20 minutes and I'll get up and be solid. Um, you're never getting to stage three. You're not getting these benefits. So it may also bolster the immune system, everything Mitch uh, mentioned earlier. Um, you spend the most time in deep, in deep sleep during the first half of the night. And then after that, during the early sleep cycles, the last 20 to 40 minutes, but as you continue sleeping, these stages get shorter and more time gets spent in the last stage or stage four. So stage one, as a recap, one to seven minutes, and then during the night, you basically don't spend any time in there anymore. Stage two, 10 to 25 minutes, and then successive cycles, it gets longer. Stage three starts at about 20 to 40 minutes, and successive cycles, it gets shorter. Now, all of this can be considered non-REM sleep. Your eyes are not moving, and honest, that's the only, that's how they categorize it. <laughs> then you've got stage four, which is called REM sleep. Here, your brain activity picks up massively, nearing levels seen when you are awake. At the same time, the body experiences atonia, which is the paralysis we were speaking about before, with two exceptions. Uh, breathing continues, unless you have apnea, um, and the eyes move, rapid eye movement. This is why it's called the REM stage. Uh, it's not named after the band. Um, so even though the eyes are closed, they could be seen moving quickly during this stage. It's believed to be essential to cognitive functions like memory. And it's also known for where the most vivid dreams are experienced. And it's explained by the significant uptick in brain activity during this stage. Um, dreams, however, can occur in any sleep stage, uh, but they are less common and less intense in the non-REM periods. Under normal circumstances, you don't enter REM until you have been asleep for about 90 minutes. And as the night goes on, REM stages will last longer and longer, especially in the second half of the night as stage three decreases in time. And then in total, you'll spend about 25% of your sleep in the REM stage. Um, and then once you leave REM stage, you'll go back to stage one and the cycle starts again, um, changing you know, the parameters, as I said. So that's how people know you're asleep and you're not just straight up unconscious. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. I mean, I never remember REM or whenever we were at school hearing about REM, non-REM. I mean, they must've known about REM and maybe we just weren't taught about it in that much depth. But I yeah, feel like there has been a, a lot more um, emphasis or a lot more has been learned about sleep. Maybe a mental health push towards uh, the understanding of it at least. Yeah, maybe. In the past 20 years. Um, <laughs> Boy, was that that long ago we were in school? Damn. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. No, not quite. Well, how old are you when you go to secondary school? 11, 12? I don't know. Yeah, I think I it's remember. 11 or 12. So a few more years and it'll be 20 years. Um, nice. So yeah. That's REM sleep. Yeah. Um, well, just all, all sleep cycles, really. Yeah. Unless there's, yeah. A, there's a, a fourth possible one we don't know about yet. There could be. That's where we go into a different w universe. Wouldn't be surprising. And then yeah. we forget about That's the other when we universe that we, project. We, we've gone to, yeah. Yeah. Every time you sleep, you just jump into someone else's body. I mean, there's a whole thing about that. Is there? Yeah. Oh, I'm always cool, just like shifting on some rubbish. Yeah. Fair. All right. Well, uh, one thing I looked at 
was what causes sleep or well, why why we feel tired yeah and why, why do I feel tired all the time Tom oh that's just the existential crisis of the impending doom of the universe mate yeah yeah but for normal people there are three things three main factors that will contribute to what brings on sleep uh, the first is something we've all heard about and uh, some people will buy clocks to try and recreate or stimulate this and this is the circadian rhythm the circadian in clock um, this depends greatly on hormonal signals and is often referred to as process C it's a complex neurochemical system which signals an organism's environment to recreate an internal day-night rhythm um, so this is thought to be controlled by the suprachiasmatic nucleus which is an area of the brain located in the hypothalamus however a secondary clock systems have also been found throughout the body now essentially someone the body uses external stimuli such as light sound um, to determine whether it's night day and then your body builds up an internal rhythm of when it should be getting up when it should be going to sleep now if someone's circadian rhythm is regular and corresponds to external signals we call that entrained and experiments have taken people uh, and put them in like sensory deprivation chambers or at least take them away from the light stimulus and um, we've shown that humans have quite an entrained circadian rhythm and even without external stimuli their body will be quite good at making sure they go to bed at the right time and wake up at the right time uh, but it, the the cycle shifts to be slightly longer than 24 hours the second factor is sleep-wake homeostasis or sleep debt so generally speaking the longer an organism is awake the more it feels it needs to sleep and that's what sleep debt is and the driver of sleep in this instance is called process s and it's believed to be driven by the depletion of glycogen and accumulation of adenosine in the forebrain that disinhibits the ventrolatical preoptic nucleus do you need to know what that means no it just stops a bit of the brain doing what it wants to do mm -hmm. but this part of the brain is um inhibits basically uh the ascending reticular pathway which activates certain systems around the brain and, and the body now sleep deprivation tends to cause slower brain waves in the frontal cortex shortened attention span higher anxiety and essentially when those things start to build up your body's like oh i should go to bed um, neurophysical and functioning imaging studies have demonstrated that frontal regions of the brain are particularly responsive to homeostatic sleep pressure and of course you have desire do i want to go to bed am i getting last game in with the boys <clears throat> is it the 10th last game we're still hunting for that win yeah it's going to happen at some point and uh Fantasy. this is Fantasies. this biases. is why if you've ever had jet lag yeah biases if you've ever had jet lag this is exactly what is being messed with so if you travel to a different time zone especially if you're you know traveling laterally um this is the cycle that's being disrupted you have your internal clock which is like oh i should go to bed now and it's conflicting with your external clock which is oh it's actually only 10 a.m so the misalignment between these two rhythms your circadian rhythm and the external stimuli is why you may experience difficulty falling asleep and it really just takes time for your, your internal clock to, to to readjust um activities such as 
I know you. I've heard people like trying to like go to sleep earlier or later, um, depending like oh, from which which direction lag. they're traveling in. So if they go to bed, if they're going east, and that means you're hopping forward in time. If you go to bed earlier before you have your journey, your for a few days, your jet lag will be less lessened, and you could do the other way around. But jet lag is significantly worse if you're traveling east than if you're traveling west, apparently. They've done a couple of studies on this, and I think it's much harder to go to bed earlier than it is to go to bed later. So if your body's like, I'm in awake mode, I should be awake, it's really hard to go to sleep. Uh, Unless you're um, just tired all the time. (laughs) Preach! No, uh, there's also... (laughs) You're not supposed to give in to the jet lag to really, oh, no. be, to really beat it. Yeah, like you if you you gotta stay up, power through, stay up, and then then crash. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you a napper? Do you believe in the power of naps? Um, I've tried napping. I know the power of the nap is without fathom. It's unfathomable. Yeah. Um, but I just can't do it. I can't get on. Can't, I'm not no, there. Yet. I'm not a napper. No. no, I can like if Wait I'm not feeling 30. well, I can go and you know close my eyes for a bit. But that's like if it's like yes. a momentary, not feeling good kind of situation, not like a all right, let's go, um, let's go get some energy. Yeah, that's fair. That's valid. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, we're we're just up over the hour. Have you got anything else you'd like yeah, to? Yeah, man, uh... I've got loads of stuff. I've got loads okay. of stuff. Daydreaming. Daydreaming. We talked about this before. Yeah, does this does this sit into sleep? Are we defining daydreaming as sleeping? I'd say not. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Going by the the definition of sleep we provided at the top of the show. Okay. okay. I'll keep it to myself then. I wouldn't say it's not dreaming. I just wouldn't say it's sleep. Right, that's fair. That's fair. But I won't go into it. It's fine. Uh, my other thing I was going to talk to you because it was actually related to daydreaming is: Do you? Can you defocus your eye? Yes, very easily. Yeah. See, That's not, not everybody can do thing, it. Is it? It's no. not a thing that everybody can do. And I, I it was quite funny. I because I didn't realize how. Because I, I've, I've done it while gaming. I was playing with one of my friends on a on a game that's like, you know, survival die. You lose all your kit if you die. Um, and they were like talking to themselves, and when. Right, this isn't this isn't the situation to you know, defocus your eye. Come on, pay attention. And I was like, oh, that's funny because I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm just like completely not, just <laughs> defocusing. Like, yeah, you've got to run over here. I'll just defocus it. Um, but yeah, so not everybody has the ability because it's to do with re- relaxing the ciliary muscles in your eye. It is. It's one of my favorite ways to dissociate. Yeah, you know, sometimes right. you just need a little dissociate. Yeah, you just need to like uh, make everything go blurry. You know, just day, daydream, dissociate. You just uh, blurry, turn off. Yeah, yeah want to do it, give a thousand yard stare? <laughs> well, yes. I'm not looking at anything. Yeah, yeah. If you want to give a thousand yard stare without knowing it, just to dissociate. You know, unfocus your eyes, and uh, yeah. they think that you hate them. Yeah, or that you're staring at them. Yeah. Either way, bit creepy. Yeah, bit creepy. But, uh, Fun times. Yeah. My final thing, actually, was going to be about sleep deprivation in a bird. 
Because this is the thing I said earlier, and you were like, what? And I was like, yeah, I need to go find it. It's the, it's the bird thing that we always find. Is the Galapagos Island nesting frigate birds. Okay. They take tiny power naps for seconds, or even minutes, during their really long flights, where they can literally sleep with one eye open. And they don't they do the thing that other animals do, where they do brain hopping. Unihemispheric slow wave sleep? Yeah, mate, that thing... Great, I'm yeah. glad you're here, and you know what you, <laughs> you know the fancy. Well, it's because things. dolphins do this. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, you know me, I love my dolphins. <laughs> um, I actually had a section on unihemispheric slow wave sleep. Uh, it's basically a sleep adaptation observed in certain animals, um, as well as so you got your birds, your frigate birds, dolphins, whales, seals, and it allows animals to rest whilst also maintaining some level of awareness whilst in the water or air, so that you can be swimming or flying and with one half of your brain you're controlling that and the other half of your brain you're keeping kind of an eye out for for danger so obviously for whales i think that it was shown in the bowhead whale as well in a paper in 2017 that they need to breathe air which is not so good if you're sleeping and underwater so if they can swim along and breathe air with one half of their brain and shut down the other half um, it's actually quite an effective way to get the rest that you need and then they swap over to the other side. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that would be really good for a bird if you kind of like, because birds can lock their wings into place, uh, especially on long, if they're using thermals or, you know, there's gliding for a long time, there's lots of wind. Uh, so if you could do that, you could keep an eye out for, okay, do I need to change the direction I'm going in? Am I losing everyone else? Are there predators about? But also getting the sleep you need in on thousand mile journeys. Mm. Uh, but yeah, really interesting. Uh, it's one of my, it's one of the topics that I do keep up, uh, updated on every so often in my own time because I'm a massive nerd. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess we'll end it there before it gets too weird. Oh wait, no. Before before we end it, it's all about massive nerds. Apiary. 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 No, it's definitely apiary. Definitely. Um, so, is yeah. it an apiary, a group of hives? Oh, I see what you mean. Um, like, what is the definition Google. of an apiary? Define. Is it apiary. just like an area, like a location where beehives it's a are place kept? where bees are kept? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's like if you think about um, bee yards. <laughs> Do you say billiards? No, bee yards. Bee yards. I was like, what does snooker have to do with this? <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking of like a bakery or something. I don't know. Anyway, it's a place where people have bees and it's like a zoo, but just for bees. Honeybees, I guess, specifically. But um, it's yeah. like a zoo for bees. More well, like I was a thinking farm for bees. A farm. There we go. Yeah. A petting zoo. Yeah. A petting zoo that stings. Do you know, I always like for the ro- royal jelly was a piss take from a cartoon. Yeah. But royal Futura. jelly is actually a thing. Oh, it is ab- it's absolutely a thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry. Do you know what, Tom? Let's hold this here because this is our next episode that we're going into. This is going to be our next so episode. So next episode, we're going to do one about bees. We're going to do bees. Yeah. Um, but a new board game has come out. If you have heard of Wingspan, if not, go play that. Uh, or Scythe if not yeah, go play yeah. that 
Um, yeah, it's made by right. the same people. Stone Meyer. Um, Stone Meyer Games. Uh, Mitch and I got first printed order copies of the game. Uh, honestly, it's beautiful. Sentient space bees. Yep. You go travel the universe. You have a spaceship you as well. Yeah, you, you have, have a spaceship. You have a spaceship that you've got. Well, they're, they're called, I can't remember. They've got that names, don't they? Like hive ships or something. I can't remember what they're called. Well, you've, you've got the the mothership. Yeah, which is yours. Um, and it's a communal one, and you you all move around in within the same one, I guess. Um, uh, okay. But then you've got your you've got your worker bees. And you, it's a worker placement game as well as an engine building game. So you place your bees down, and then a collective action happens where, throughout the game, you get more and more rewards for that. Yeah. Um, so That's yeah, exciting. Set in a distant future, featuring space-faring, technological, advanced honeybees. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll read the uh, the opening quip on uh, next week's episode. Yeah. But yeah, we'll leave it there. Join us next week for some B action. And uh, yeah, don't forget to share it with your friends, families, anyone who will listen, plants, people who fall asleep and listen to shows that they appreciate. If you want more fun information sites, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, InfoEntropyPod, and of course, whichever directory you're listening to this on right now. If you give us a rating, a like, a follow, a comment, whatever it is, we appreciate it massively. Anything else to uh, shout out then, mate? Alrighty. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see your faces the next week. Peace. Now for now.